God loves our kids. We love God. We love our kids. Do our kids love God? It's amazing when we see the fruition of faith in the fruit of our womb. The ways God flourishes us can nourish our kids in even their earliest years. This week, we share tangible examples of early intentional investments already bearing fruit in us individually, in our daughter, and in our family as a whole. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There is a battle being waged. It's not flesh, it's not blood, it's spiritual. And we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is the Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. In season five, Unnaturally Flourished, we are gearing up where season four left off, looking at God's unusual, amazing, and miraculous methods of elevating, relocating, and redeeming us into his purpose in ways the world can't access. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. Okay. Okay. How are you? Really? Oh, no. What's wrong? Okay, hold it. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Bubble mommy, take my phone. Yeah. You're sitting in daddy's chair. There you go. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, well, tell me about Jesus. The Jesus grew up for King Jesus. To King Jesus, yeah? The creator, the creator. Who is is Jesus' mommy? Mary. And who was his baba? Joseph. Joseph, that's right. And then, so... What else do you know about Jesus? Um, no. Um, Claire gets. Claire, my phone, by, by new my phone, I do doctor sometimes. Oh, really? Oh, the doctor sometimes with the microphone? Yeah. Yeah. Because Claire will go doctor, me need band-aid. Okay, you need a band-aid. That is so cute. Can you tell me about Noah? I've seen it. Aki, Aki, in Jesus. Aki, Aki. <laughs> That's awesome. You're so good at this. What is your favorite color? Green. Yeah. What is your favorite toy? Giraffe. Giraffe. Do you like animals? Yeah. What kind of animals? I'm going animal. Can you do like what about a sheep? You like sheep? Ba 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 sheep. How full? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Black food had woo me. Good job. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mommy? Yes. 
Ask her a question, mommy. What's your favorite food? The mic. The mic is your favorite food? Yeah. Do you like ice cream? No. No? Yeah. Yeah? What do you love to do? Copy our our big food. Okay, so what is your favorite song? Really? <laughs> what about Pum Pum? Rumpa Pum Pum Rumpa Pum Pum I love you Papa Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that girl's so cute. Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that, that little one. Oh, Even when she was a baby and all she could do is cry, I was like, you're going to have a cute voice. I just know in my soul. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. With all those growlings and stuff, I was like, man, she ain't going to have a voice. <laughs> I'm like, yo, your She'll vocal She'll have good vocal range. <laughs> She'll be able to do oh, like the, that scream music too, if right. need be. But man, it, it is good to be here. It always is. Yeah. To sit here and, and just kind of reflect, uh, talk about, the, you know, what's going on in our lives or or the word of God and how it's, you know, the Bible is, is impacting our lives. And tonight's episode, The Fruition of Fruit. You know, when I think of that, I'm going to go to the the definition from the dictionary for a minute because I want to kind of bring some a thought into this because it really does align with my beliefs, our beliefs, and how we want to pour into our own child. Uh, so, fruition, attainment of anything desired, a realization, an accomplishment. And I just I just kind of moved these words around. I had this realization that Jesus Christ was everything, and I have this desire, right, <laughs> that we'll be able to bring that kind of mentality and that thought and that love and of God into our child. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's this accomplishment where she actually like sits there and can digest the word of God and love Jesus the way that we do. Right. Um, there's a verse on that, that I love too. It's like second Samuel 23, five, it says, is it not my family? God has chosen. Yes. He has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. Now I know people sit there and say like, well, are you Samuel? Well, no, but I mean, come on, God makes me all of these promises and they're awesome. I must say, because you know, he says also in Philippians one six, he says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you, this good work, right? will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns this constant working. So see our nourishment, right? That we've been just, pouring God, you know, into the word of God and like just praying and and really wanting to understand this love that God has for us. This nourishment turns into flourishment. And then from our flourishment, now we're starting to nourish our child. So like the fruition of fruit that that's it. We're, we're like, please, you know, we, we want God to be in it all. Yeah. And you brought up second Samuel. And when we were talking about this episode, the one thing that I was thinking of is in first Samuel, when we learned that Hannah gives her son to God, dedicates him to God, leaves him at the temple, which I'm like, oh, heavens. You know, like all my mama heartstrings with that one, right? But as a mom, when I read 1 Samuel again, I'm seeing that Eli, the priest that looks after Samuel, has his own kids. And they're these wretched, wicked men who 
are taking advantage of women, taking advantage of offerings and sacrifices. And I'm like, this guy is in charge. Like God entrusted Samuel to this guy. This guy's a priest and your sons can turn out that way. Right. On the other hand, you've got Hannah, who's not even there, but her faithfulness, her decision to dedicate her son to God, his outcome is completely different. And it reinforced in me the desire to just keep doing what we're doing, show our relationship with Jesus as real as we can. Don't try to make it look like we have it all figured out. We have it all together. Don't make it look like we're in utter misery and there is no Jesus that brings hope and joy. But that sweet spot of reality where she gets to see us walking this walk and we're shifting our language, like submitting to God who we are listening and then shifting our language and our actions to kind of do because we we're in a fishbowl now. I tell people on social, you're not in a fishbowl, you're in the ocean, but in your house with your kids, you're in a fishbowl. They watch everything. And a lot of the times when I've heard interviews with kids, they will bring up things you don't even remember doing because they witnessed it. It wasn't what you said to them. Sometimes it's not what you did to them. It's what you, how you treated someone else. What else you were saying, doing, thinking. And I'm just so pumped up because, you know, she just turned two. We have a two-year-old and she's the little fruit of our womb, right? She's the arrows in the quiver. She's she's it. And to see how there's already aspects of understanding who Jesus is coming to fruition in her because of the outpouring that has happened in our lives that has nourished us that has allowed us to to grow in our relationship with God and it's this chain effect you know the, the, the overflowing from one bucket to another um that I'm excited to keep doing in her life as <laughs> you talk about that you talk about the fishbowl in yeah. the ocean right now start thinking about Nemo favorite show y'all favorite show. <laughs> judge me it's fine I love Nemo more <laughs> More mine, mine, mine. I love the birds. Mine, <laughs> doll, y'all. That's like one of my favorite preaching books. Mine, mine. Anyways, but Nemo, right? Nemo was told, don't go past the reef. So I'm thinking of this fishbowl, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're building her up in our home. Yeah. We're building up her up as we have actually more control over her. Because as she gets older, man, she could be like, I'm going to my friends. I'm but right now. Right. It's like, she wants to be here. She yeah. wants to be with us. It's almost, okay, y'all, it's horrible sometimes. Mommy syndrome. Wow. <laughs> but what did Nemo learn? Like he went past the reef, so he didn't listen. <laughs> he didn't listen. Right. But as you watch the movie, some of the things that were instilled by his parents yes. showed themselves yes. uh, in, in the movie. So even though he was he was raised in the reef, told not to go past the reef, he ended up out in the world. Mm-hmm. And, this, and then the things that his parents taught him, some of it came back. Right. Um, he did have to survive. I mean, he went through some rough times. Yeah. And, and But I, I was thinking of Nemo. And I think of Kalian. I'm like, I just want to pour into her the right things. I've seen things and I want to protect her. And now I know I'm not going to stop the things from happening, but I can help her learn what the arm of God is. Right. I can help her learn all of like the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, slash, slash, slash. Anyways. Right. No, look. <laughs> but, but like instill these things. You know, I want her to wake up in the morning and, and have devotion. Y'all, we do that. Granted, <laughs> judge us again but hey we gotta get our devotion done too so sometimes we you know get the tv on get a little devotional going on tv but i wanted to start her day out the same way she don't always get it y'all coco melon coco melon jj jj 
not Christian. Now he does teach us something, <laughs> but but not a Christian, like, like whatever. And sometimes you get that little battle. Um, but we want her to wake up and learn. So we starting her on devotions as well, because, yeah. you know, in our own lives, I, and, and I know we've talked about this once, I think back in season, whatever, I, I don't remember what <laughs> right, season. Right, at some point. At some point we talked about this, but I remember like Michelle was struggling a lot. Yeah. And, and I was very quiet. <laughs> I just did a lot of prayer during those moments. Yeah. And then one day, I don't know, the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. And it, she's over there scrolling through uh, was Instagram. It Instagram? Was That's it Instagram? That's how I started my day was Instagram. And I just said, I, and honestly, I waited though. Mm-hmm. I waited for a, a, a small voice. Right. And I did wait for him to say, okay, this is the time. And she's going through. So I said, well, what do you do in the morning when you wake up? She goes, I scroll Instagram. I, I said, laughed when yeah. I said it because I knew exactly. I felt convicted <laughs> before he even finished. I was like, oh man, the she Lord is She knew what was coming. Good. But the Lord's good. And that's, but that's what we want. That's what we want to instill. Yeah. We want to instill those, um, the values. I'll, I'll call them values. Mm-hmm. Um, biblical values. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've never heard no one say, say it like that. I right. But they're but, the things that we value because oh it's gosh. the truth. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I don't know how to turn myself around if I don't have that to look and reflect on. Right. It's like, I get into myself and I have to look to the Bible. So then the nour- nourishment that we've been receiving over the last seven or eight years, you know, yeah. um, and lifetime, I mean, our parents, you know, praying over us and other things, because what was going on there, it's kind of funny. It's like, they had some nourishment and then their nourishment was this flourishment and this flourishment poured out onto us. And they just kind of brought in, you know, the spiritual aspect of all of this. My mom praying for me, my grandma praying for me. Was I praying for them? No, <laughs> but they're praying for me. But in their, their flourishing and learning the word, of, the, the word of God, how good God is, right. how Jesus is just phenomenal. Our King, Jesus is King. Man, Michelle's been dropping that, that, that meme lately. And I'm like, yes. So much. <laughs> but I want to do the same thing. I don't know how she's going to turn out. Yeah. I don't know how she's going to turn out. I have to trust God in how she's going to turn out. Um, and I think that is something that's important is trusting in God. And what's crazy is today I had a podcast interview. And as we were talking, one of the questions was, you know, as a mom, um, how are you using the word of God, your relationship with God to handle raising your child and kind of try to prevent the, the bad, right? Like how are you kind of trying to equip them and prevent all that bad stuff from happening? And I said pretty much what you just said and you didn't know that, which is so amazing. So I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes <laughs> just for that and to give her an extra shout out. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was very interesting. I don't know when I realized it, but that the mindset is so important to have instead of just focusing on a formula. And I, I mean, like that sounds like, I mean, it is, it's exactly like religion versus relationship. Right. But I don't know when I translated that over into everything. Right. But when I'm looking at my life, I see the things that I would never want her to go through. But I also know that God has used those things as a way to redeem, to inspire, to grow, to strengthen and so I would not wish a struggle-free life on my daughter either because I know that in those struggles, she's equipped in a, in, to make her who she is. But I'm not going to sit there with a thousand do's and don'ts. It's easier and more complex to teach her who she is in Christ and show her the love of God and give her the truth. Because when you have the heart, that's what Jesus came 
to show us the mindset, the heart set, right? So that we would not have to walk with a thousand checkboxes in our head all day long. Because when you have the right mindset and the right, and you're aligned with God's heart, you don't have to think of all the rules because you're just kind of living them because you've been transformed. So if we invest in our children to operate at that level, so they know who they are in Christ, then when the awkward, painful peer pressures come, they have that armor. And I came across, of course, it's in Proverbs, Mm. but I came across a beautiful verse because we'd been talking about the armor of God recently. We even did a TikTok about it, right? So (laughs) we had some fun there. But um, in Proverbs 1, 8, 9, says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Mm. I love that because it's not the armor of God. A garland and a pendant aren't really going to save you. They're accessories. If you don't have parents that believe, it doesn't mean all is lost, right? If you have the armor of God, you're good to go. But it shows that we can contribute addressing of the word of God and be an avenue in which they get something that they can have on their person daily in this walk, right? And that just shows me and reinforces in me how important it is for us to not just focus on the big thing like oh they need to be well-rounded in xyz they need to go to a good school they need to have good like all of that is cool right god's faithful to lead us through but the comfort to me is that none of that matters by any level of comparison to do they know who they are in christ because in the word of god when we're reading the bible someone's status someone's education someone's position in the world never dictated if god was going to use them but when they had the word of God, they did things that blew the minds that an education per- an educated person could not explain, a rich person could not reproduce, right? And so if you feel like you can't give your kid, quote unquote, the world, well, thank God, don't give them the world. Give them the word instead. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when Kalia was, when, when you were pregnant, y'all, Google, Google. Google this one over here. Yeah. No, but watch this. It was crazy. Yeah. Like out of control. Crazy. Yes. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, fine. I'm the man. Judge me. It's fine. But I'm in my head. I'm like very tactical and I'm very <laughs> logistical. And I'm like, I'm like every incident of a child has a thousand different answers. Yes. Like there's a thousand different or more answers oh, online. Yes. And I'm just like, I was starting to like, she's popping me with all this information. And I'm like, I started just trusting in God. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, fine. You know, look, God. So what she's talking about here, all of the knowledge of the world. And let me tell you something. It was a little harder for her at the beginning. I'm, let's just be real. It was, and, and I just kept going, it's God. We got to trust in God. Clea went through some things at the beginning where I would have to sit there and just like move her legs and really, cause her stomach was messed up a little bit. And so I had, I spent a lot of time just working with her, like just you know, giving her the cover. She ain't showing none of that respect right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Clearly. If you ever hear this with you later, but she definitely, ain't giving me that but no, all those hours and all I could do is sit there and just give it to God. And you know, what's cool about that is we hardly Google anything anymore. Yeah. Um, occasionally this or that or something, you know, like, okay, she fell. 
she was crawling. Her two shot up and like, she, oh y'all, oh, it was man. ugly. She had two front teeth. She hit the floor. One tooth went halfway up in. That was the first time. I mean, I'm pretty calm, dude. Like I'm like, right. and I was like, get the doctor on the phone, Michelle. I said, just get the doctor on the phone. And then you know what's funny is I sit there comforting Kalia in one hour because back then it was like that Baba was the you know for pain. Yeah, Baba was the rock. And it was like, breathe, honey, breathe. And she'd be like, <laughs> it was amazing. I don't know where this three month old learned how to like. I mean, I just started. Six months though. It was just six months by then. Oh, but you told me I started to teaching her at three with the stomach issues. Yeah, yeah, at three months old, I was teaching her just breathe, honey. And yeah. she would like she picked that up. See, this is what I'm talking about. We start pouring into pe- these into our kids. Yeah, they're gonna understand what we're pouring in. Right. It's gonna to this day. I can get there when she's throwing right. a fit. I'm like breathe. But anyways, back back to the <laughs> tooth. It's like and that's in my one hand. I got her, and I'm covering the other hand. I'm googling. It's like it's normal. I was like, hang up the phone. Right. We're good. We're going to put it in God's hands. And then we call the dentist like the next day. But what I'm saying is I'm, I'm echoing what Michelle's saying. It's like we were all consumed in what the world was saying, a thousand different voices. And dude, it's, it's, it reminds me of Satan. It reminds me of <laughs> the dark one and all of the distortion. I'm just coming here. Y'all right. here. I am. <laughs> Cause it's like, it was so distorted. It's like, oh, no, yeah. it's this way, or this way, or this way, or this way, or this way. Does that not sound familiar right now? This way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Y'all turn to God. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're talking about our daughter and we're making this and I'm getting a little serious here, but we got to turn to God, you yeah. know? And, and when I think of this, I was thinking about James. I'm actually I'm, here. I go hard because it's usually me. I mean, I'm like James ah. rolls hard, but I love it. James two twenty six. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, watch this. Also, faith apart from works is dead. Y'all, we because of our faith need to be working in our kids, yeah, and teaching them and raising them and bringing them to understanding of who they need to turn to when there's not who they need to turn to when life ain't fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the world, the solution is let's make a better world for our children. Yes. In the Bible, we know the better world is coming with Christ. Mm. That's it. There's, you know, there, it might be a little more comfortable for so-and-so for a few decades, but the only kingdom that is not going to fall is Christ's kingdom. And as much as we want to protect our children, we cannot be worldwide international helicopter parents Mm. that are there to pick up and prevent every broken heart and every scabbed knee and everything. And it's really hard as a mama bear because look, I can finally say it as a mama bear and look, my opinion has not changed. I love that it hasn't changed (laughs) because it means I was right before, (laughs) but, but this is what I'm right about. And I'm excited because it's the word of God. So it doesn't even matter about me. The word of God is what holds firm. And it says, count it all joy. Mm. And that you will be built up in the various trials. So what does that say? They're coming. They happen. So how do we love our kids the most? I take it as comforting because the pressure to prevent earth from coming at my kid. That's not mine to bear. Praise God. Instead, I get to sit here and teach her who her savior is. That's a lot. I can actually control that a lot more than the alternative. Right. And so I'm, I find rest. I find a Sabbath in this. I find myself able to rest in Christ in this instead of trying to prevent all of this hurt. 
And in the beginning, every cry, like, so our little girl, very <laughs> um, intense. She very intense in everything. Where she gets that from? Us. <laughs> We're both very intense. And so, you know, she didn't get a portion from me. She got a hundred percent from us both, but she's very intense. So on the way home from the hospital, she, it was her first time in a car seat. She came two weeks late. So she was, she came out of me eyes wide open, you know, head full of hair, ready to roll. Right. She like, she was not the little quiet newborn. She was like active and whatever already. So her first car seat ride was traumatic for her. <laughs> not traumatic, but like, you know, nonstop crying the whole way home and I'm sitting up front with all my stitches and all of that and so I'm like breaking my 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 heart is breaking for this child I'm convinced she's traumatized for life I'm convinced this is going to scar her and then as I'm sitting there with all my hormones rushing through my body trying to get out of there to save my mind I I still the still small voice of I can redeem anything the you had her for a reason, you know, I've entrusted her to you for a reason, mm. you know, like, trust me, right. I, a baby crying in a car seat on her first ride in a car is not greater than God's redemption. Right. Mm, and I love my girl so much that like every time she cried, like I was tensed up, I was stressed out. I was hurting for her. I was Googling everything. What is, why is her skin so red? Like, and then, and then it went away. Why, when are these markings going to go away? What is this? What is that? When is this? When is that? That's um, that time I was talking about. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I just, he was working. Yeah. He was unnaturally yeah. flourishing me because yes. he was flourishing me in my fear. He was yes. flourishing me in my doubt because I was still clinging to him. And so even though I was sitting there trying to Google and find all the world's answers, I, at the end, I was still like, God, help me find the right, right. one. God, right. help me. And he kept showing me, I'm the right one. I'm the right one. So after a few minutes, like, I don't Google nothing except like, what's a cool puzzle I could buy her? You know, like things like that. Like I'm not looking to the world for her answers anymore for her. Instead, every time God has shown me, he will take care of it. And at first it was like, okay, I'm not even going to Google. I'm just going to let him take care of it. Like naps stressed me out so much. I couldn't handle any of the nap regimens. I was like, this is all too overwhelming for me. So I gave it to him and he fixed it. It's gotten to the point now through the unnatural flourishing that the first time I think of something, I give it to him with mm. that child. Mm. And he shows me he's already working on the solution before I ask for it. Like the faith's getting more and more intense and probably crazy sounding to people. And the last testimony I'll have is so powerful because daylight savings spring forward. I was like, I, I remember it. Like I was, I was, I was in her room putting her to bed and I was like, oh man, all the, she's got this beautiful schedule. That's like predictable, like clockwork. I can do all this work around it. It's amazing. And I was like, God, you're so faithful. But wait, daylight savings. What am I supposed to do? And I start thinking in my head, like, okay, well every day, 15 more minutes, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, what am I doing? God, you're faithful, whatever. And so I just proceeded to leave her in a room that night. She woke up at four 30 in the morning and I was like, uh, you know, I'm like, I love my sleep next night, four 30 in the morning. And I was like, why? And then the next day, four 30 in the morning, I was like, wait a second in a week and a half. That'll be her waking up at five 30. And she wakes up at five 30. Y'all don't ask. So I was like, wait a but second. It goes to bed at 630. Right. Right. It works out perfect for us. Um, he had been, something was already, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do anything. I didn't stress, make a plan. They could drive Google, nothing. He took care of it and she went right back on schedule. She's on her exact same schedule. Like nothing happened at all. Mm. Praise God. Right. Not a single right. drop of glory to anyone else. Stop freaking out. Right. 
I, I will say this for my men. Mm-hmm. Be a rock. <laughs> and when I say that, I'm not saying don't have emotion. Don't. No. Be a rock. Yeah. You are the spiritual leader of the home mm-hmm. uh, for those that have that. Right. Right. And I'm not counting. And if you don't, you have Jesus. Praise God. Right. I mean, pff, wow. Uh, it's <laughs> difficult. I, trust me. But man, uh, poor, she has to deal with me sometimes, y'all. So <laughs> she has to deal with me. But be a rock. Because I mean, the whole, I, I think even in that, I was like, God's got this. Do this practice. When everything's fine, when everything's great, say God's got this. You'll be like, why am I saying that? like everything's great? Just say it anyway. Just say it. And just sit there and be like, God's got this is annoying, but true. God's got this is annoying, but true. And then when you start hearing it in the worst times, you might still be annoyed, but you're like, but it's true. But what am I doing? I am using faith as preventative medicine so that if that time comes, right? Like I think I'm like, okay, well, what if I lost my whole family, right? In a car accident, in a plane crash, whatever. Like, what if I lost everybody and I'm all alone? I've got God. I have someone who loves me that will support me and provide for me. So I'll still be able to function. So then the fear of losing them goes away, right? And allows me to make more rational God-based decisions because I'm not focusing on the fear. So it's like, that's, that's kind of what I do and everything. But, and it, I mean, maybe it's weird to some people, but what it has allowed me to do is not fear for my child with every turning season in the way I, I, I know I can fear because I can fear real well. But with God, I, I share it all with him. And he's so loving and faithful and patient with my neuroses that he's healing me of them. Not by snatching them away in an instant, but by loving me through each one until they go away. Amen. Amen. Consistency, though. God's got this. Yes. See, I'm consistent. So if there's anything that Michelle knows in our seven years of knowing one another is I'm very consistent. And see, that also plays a role. And that's exactly what she's talking about because I am about God's got this. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and to see the growth on both of us, you know, in, in that arena that God's got this. Yeah, come on, man. We, we get into conversations and it's like, oh, for a second. And then we're like, well. One of us says yeah, it. Yeah, God's got this. God's got this. I, I'm a little quicker to that because I've given up on all that, that junk out there. I'm just like, oh. You know, there's only so many decades that you can hear the garbage <laughs> before, before it, it might, it might, maybe it's just me giving up, but now I have God. So I'm like, well, God's got this. <laughs> and before I was just like, well, I got my self, <laughs> right. which didn't work out too well, but no. God's got this, but you know what y'all God's got this. And I, and I know that sounds cliche and sometimes it, it sounds like a beat down or it sounds like people don't care. Um, trust me, you come to me and you talk to me. I'm not just going to tell you God's got this like I do to Michelle. Um, I do conversate with her, but at the end of the conversation, <laughs> right? It, it, we come to this conclusion that right. God's got this. Right. And so when we sit here and we think about this, the fruition of fruits, you know, we're talking about pouring into our kids, you know, that's what we're talking about tonight. But really the fruition of fruit is just pouring into mm-hmm. whatever it is. Maybe you need Jesus to pour into you. You know, because because you you know what, he's very fruitful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very fruitful, um, and he can definitely pour into us. And then, what would we want to do? We want to turn and pour into others. Maybe it's not. Maybe you don't have a child right now, right? But there's a friend, or there's a family member, or there's somebody that you can pour into, that you can love on, that you can bring this truth to, mm-hmm. because this is really the answer. This is how we get to the fruits. Is when we put 
these things. We capture our thoughts, right? And we think of things that are of heaven, mm-hmm. not the things of this world. Yes. And so we love y'all. Yeah. And man, I, it was cool just having our daughter share a little bit. Man, she is the cutest. She has her moments. She has her ad- <laughs> her attitude at like at really I've learned so too, much but about learned, God's right, heart. Right. I'm like, man. She's actually poured into us as well, which is beautiful. Hang in there, pour into people. Amen. Amen. Y'all, you know you can connect with us at thepantrypodcast.com. That is the best place to just bounce from there to everywhere else that we're at. But we really appreciate your listens, your reviews. Hook us up with thoughts, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.